WHK, the news at 11 o'clock with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, police say the crime rate jumped 8.7% last year due to a spike in fraud cases. Individual travel is to resume with Taiwan from next Monday, and the government pr- approves iCable's application to give up its pay TV service license. Police say the crime rate jumped 8.7% last year due to a spike in fraud cases. In total, there were about 70,000 crime cases, 40% of them scam-related. Police Chief Raymond Sue told lawmakers that the force had stepped up publicity campaigns about fraud, but that these had had little impact on the victims. The victims told us that admitted that they didn't take the message very seriously. Usually we've been explaining to the public about the mode of operation. That's why I've been emphasizing that after we have received the message, we should help others by alerting them. In particular, for the elderly citizens, they may not be patient enough to understand the message clearly. Mr. Su added that 236 people have been arrested on suspicion of violating the national security law since it was introduced in 2020, with 140 people being charged. He was asked whether the force might have been paying too much attention to such cases, causing officers to pay less attention to other crimes such as fraud. This is one of the major tasks of the police force, and obviously we need to pay more efforts on that. But whether we have paid too much efforts on that, I wouldn't agree that we, we have, but I would say this is one of the major tasks that we need to do. And I think this also applies to all different areas, countries over the world. The chief executive, John Lee, has dismissed suggestions that adding national security clauses to land sale documents is affecting investor confidence. Since November, land sale papers and leases have stipulated that the government can disqualify bids or suspend leases for reasons of national security. A report on the matter yesterday sent property shares lower. But speaking ahead of his weekly executive council meeting, Mr. Lee said potential buyers of land look at a range of factors. Such a provision has been in place uh, for quite a while, and there have been land sales uh, since its introduction. So this factor uh, is a natural factor that I think has no relevance at all to any decision by any businesses uh, who are interested in bidding for sales of land who will basically consider it from their business angle. Hong Kong and Macau residents can resume individual travel to Taiwan from next Monday. The Mainland Affairs Council in Taiwan announced it'll process online applications for individual travel from 9 a.m. on February 20th. The council cited an easing COVID situation in Taiwan for the easing of travel restrictions. The government has approved iCable's application to give up its pay TV service license with effect from June 1. In a statement to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, iCable Communications said the move was due to a rapidly changing media landscape here and fierce competition among global pay TV content providers. Grace Leung is a lecturer at the Chinese University's School of Journalism and Communication. She said the market for any standalone media products was limited. The convergence of media has been taking place for nearly more than one decade. And many media organizations actually nowadays, they are not doing pure media services. So I think nowadays, media organizations have to be diversified their business. Otherwise, it's difficult to survive by purely running a light newspaper or single 
types of media services. iCable says it's hiring more staff and has no plans for layoffs. In a letter to staff, its director of news and infotainment, Regina Kwan, said surrendering its pay TV license would mean a new start for the operator as it could now focus its resources on producing better news output. She said its news channel would operate as a free TV service using airwaves for broadcasting and would provide nonstop news coverage to a majority of the SAR's population. She added that it would also broadcast via different new media platforms, as well as on MTR trains. And now for the weather. Dry and cloudy through the night, cold in the morning, minimum temperature 12, maximum 18, moderate to fresh northeasterly winds occasionally strong offshore. The outlook still cool in the morning. In the following couple of days, temperatures will rise over the weekend. Currently, the temperature is 17 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 57%, and the cold weather warning is in effect. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Agriculture, Fisheries, and Conservation Department says it's going to charge a shop in Yamate suspected of selling cat meat. Test results show that some meat which was seized from the shop last Thursday contained the DNA of cats. The department said it would carry out a thorough investigation and collect more evidence before lodging a formal charge. It also said it would strengthen monitoring, inspection, and enforcement to stop such offenses. In a statement, it noted that the dogs and cats regulations prohibit the slaughter and sale of any dog or cat, either for use as food or otherwise. It added that offenders face a maximum fine of $5,000 and six months imprisonment. Food Panda says it's deeply saddened by a traffic accident in Kwai Chung this morning, which killed one of its food delivery couriers. It added that the accident falls within its insurance coverage and that extra funding has been made available for the victim's family. However, Wakas Fida, himself a Food Panda freelancer, said it's generally difficult for drivers to claim compensation if they suffer injuries during work. You need to claim it within a 16 days. I'm not sure, but this is uh, as per my knowledge. What about if 16 days I'm in hospital uh, and my wife have two kids? She cannot go to claim. And you know, in Hong Kong, everybody is busy. No one friend will help you to claim. Transport Commissioner Rosanna Law says authorities didn't do enough to promote the new electronic toll system, the launch of which was put back to May 7th yesterday. The Hong Kong e-toll system will, first of all, replace manual toll booths and auto toll lanes within the Ching Sha control area before being rolled out at other government-owned tunnels. But drivers and lawmakers have complained that its implementation was too hasty. Speaking on an RTHK program, Ms. Law said about 30% of Hong Kong's 800 thousand vehicle owners had applied for a payment tag but that the message hadn't got through to the majority. We gave a detailed explanation in January, but perhaps back then we didn't yet have an implementation day and people were busy, so they did not pay much attention. There was a short video tutorial showing people how to apply for a new payment tag and how to attach it to their vehicles. But looking back, it was not quite enough. It's Valentine's Day, not only a romantic day for lovers, but also a major earner for businesses such as florists, confectioners and restaurants, which were hit especially hard by COVID restrictions. RTHK talked to some shoppers in search of the perfect item for their loved one.
My girlfriend actually she don't like the flower because she think lion taste. It's just a show. Last year we can't go to restaurant to have a dinner or someone have a lunch. So maybe this year we we can go to have a perfect dinner or some something else. Yeah. For every occasion that requires flowers, I just go like to the flower market and buy my wife flowers. I never buy bouquets because they really increase the prices a lot during the Valentine's Day. But I prefer to like I just buy like individual flowers and then make the bouquet by, by myself. I just spend 150 in this flower. We will not go out in the evening. We know that it's very expensive and many people outside. Uh, less than 100, just to express that I remember this day. Don't want to spend too much. <laughs> Overseas now, North Korea has released new postage stamps that show its leader Kim Jong Un alongside his daughter Jue. It's the latest in a series of apparent attempts to promote the child. As the BBC's Michael Bristow Bristow reports, the stamps show Kim Jue with her father at the test firing of an intercontinental ballistic missile late last year. One of them shows the youngster, who's thought to be only ten years old, hand in hand with the North Korean leader. Some analysts believe Kim Joo Ae is being groomed as a future leader herself, but her public appearances could also be a way to soften the image of her father, to show him as a family man and someone working hard to defend the next generation of North Koreans. The Japanese businessman who helped turn Toyota into one of the world's most recognized car makers has died at age 97. Shuichiro Toyota oversaw the manufacture of Toyota vehicles across the world from the 1980s after he took over as company president. Mr. Toyota was the son of the firm's founder and is the father of the current president. The UN chief has welcomed the decision by President Assad to allow UN aid deliveries from Turkey to Syria's northwestern rebel-held areas through two more border crossings. The earthquake, which struck a week ago, is now known to have killed almost 40,000 people in Turkey and Syria. Karim Kinik, the president of the Turkish Red Crescent, said it was doing what it could to help house survivors. We have our own prefabricated house factory in Malatya to provide modulars and prefabricated house. Daily, we will produce 200 houses for people in need. Meanwhile, a Saudi Arabian plane carrying aid has arrived has arrived in Syria. It is the first aircraft from the Gulf Kingdom to land there for more than a decade. Saudi Arabia backed rebel forces in Syria's civil war, cutting diplomatic ties with Damascus in 2011. Agents from India's tax department have conducted searches at the BBC offices in Delhi and Mumbai, saying they're verifying documents. Last month, the country's Hindu nationalist government used arrests and censorship to try to stop people watching a BBC documentary that questioned the role of the Prime Minister Narendra Modi in deadly sectarian violence 20 years ago. The general secretary of the opposition Congress party said the tax rate reeked of dis. Sorry, the tax raids reeked of desperation, but the governing BJP described the BBC as the most corrupt organization in the world. Gorov Batia is a spokesman for the party. No individual, no agency could be above the law of the country. Why is it that there is a tearing hurry by the opposition party, especially the Congress party, to give a clean chit to the agency concerned? The former Republican governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, has announced she will run to become president of the United States. She made the announcement in a pre-recorded video.
the Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership to rediscover fiscal responsibility, secure our border, and strengthen our country, our pride, and our purpose. The mention of the need for a new generation is seen as a reference to her one-time boss, Donald Trump, who appointed her as ambassador to the United Nations in 2017. An investigation into the chaos at last year's Champions League final between Liverpool and Real Madrid has concluded that UEFA is primarily to blame. The governing, governing body of European football and the French authorities had initially blamed ticketless fans for the mayhem. More from the BBC's Adam Samuel. An independent report has found that UEFA bears primary responsibility for chaotic seeds that, quote, almost led to disaster before last year's Champions League final between Liverpool and Real Madrid. Fans were penned in and tear-gassed outside Paris' Stade de France stadium as kick-off for that game was delayed by 36 minutes. UEFA and the French authorities initially blamed ticket fraud, which drew them widespread criticism. And reports say now that no evidence has been found to support their claim which were called reprehensible. Liverpool picked up a crucial win in the Merseyside derby at Anfield. They beat Everton 2-0, a result that brings relief to manager Jurgen Klopp. It was his team's first Premier League victory this year. Well, the full 95, 96 minutes was the best for a while as well. And um, so that's what we, people wins as, take wins as well when you don't play well. Um, that happens not often, but from time to time. But it's much better to, to get three points when you, when you deserve it really. And tonight we deserved it. Southampton are still looking for a new manager after sacking Nathan Jones following the team's 2-1 home defeat to Wolves at the weekend. Former Premier League striker Chris Sutton says Jones didn't help his own cause. The biggest thing was that he said he'd been he'd been compromised and he's going to do it his way from now on. Now, that's a massive statement, really, because, you know, did he know the role which he was taking on as manager? That, of course, that was his role to actually go in and pick the team and do it his way. So how could how could he be trusted to keep this team in the Premier League? The Czech Republic international Jakob Jankto has become the most high-profile active male footballer to come out as gay. The 27-year-old who's on loan at Sparta Prague from the Spanish side Getafe has played 45 times for his country. He made the announcement on Twitter. Like everybody else, I have my strengths. I have my weaknesses. I have a feminine. I have my friends. Like everybody else... I also want to live my life in freedom, without fears, without prejudice, without violence, but with love. I'm homosexual, and I no longer want to hide myself. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Police say the crime rate jumped 8.7% due to fraud cases. Individual travelers to resume with Taiwan from next Monday. And the government approved iCable's application to give up its pay TV service. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time 
And a very good evening to one and all. Here we are, the dying embers of Valentine's Day 2023. Have a few love songs for you between now and midnight. Celebrating a golden day for a lot of people. And if you'd like to choose a song, it's RadioPete at Gmail. First one on the block is Gongling and the Fabulous Echoes. Together, at
you.